Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Philly Sports with Giovanni. This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it. Gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown. Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Today is another episode of Indie Sports with Giovanni because we have on the man himself, Darius Leonard. What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, man? How you been? Hey, man, I'm blessed and highly. I can't complain at all, man. How about you? <laughs> I'm great, man. Um, I just got a few questions for you today. Let's get it. So uh, to start off the show, how did you get the name The Maniac? Because when you're on the field, you are a maniac punching out the ball. <laughs> I actually got it back in 2017. I was actually playing against Clemson. Um, I ended the game with 19 tackles, TFL, block field goal. And once I got back on campus, somebody was like, man, hey, man, you play like a straight maniac. And I was like, <laughs> hey, I kind of like that. And then ever since then, I kind of I kind of just took it around with it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good nickname to have when you're out there making big-time plays like you are. Oh, yeah, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why is it important for you to talk about mental health um, and want to help people um, with their mental health? Because I know you've helped me and my family a lot uh, going through all this medical stuff. It hasn't been easy mentally. Um, and what makes you want to help people like me? Um, you know, um, when 2000 and 2012, I lost my brother and, you know, it, it took a toll on me. Um, we was one year apart. So you can imagine our relationship, you know, from sleeping in the same bed together, doing absolutely everything together and to lose him, man, it, man, it, it, it rocked my world. Um, you know, I was in a, I was in a dark space. Um, when I was in high school, I can remember having an anxiety attack, you know, at, um, at a basketball game, getting rushed to the hospital. And then I left. To go off to college, um, you know, still not in the same. I mean, what a right mindset. And 2015, that's when it was the worst. Um, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't focus. I wasn't in my right state of mind. I, I collapsed one day, you know, just getting out of the car, collapsed. Um, I went to the hospital. They were like, hey, man, you got a lot of stress on you. Um, you know, you might not be able to, ever to play football again. So I had to get a, I had to wear a heart monitor for 45, no, 30 days. Then I did an ablation. And doctor told me that, hey, if you don't change the way that, you know, the stress and everything on you, it's not going to go well. So, you know, me, um, I already lost a brother. I have two brothers incarcerated. So I knew that I needed to change right then, not just for me, but for my family and for my mother. You know, I had to be there for them. And, you know, once I, you know, I went to go talk to a therapist and, you know, I felt a whole lot better. And, you know, I, I, I got my peace back, I guess. And I just feel like, with me being in that dark hole and I understand 
um, you know, what it's like to be there. And, you know, me now being who I am, where I'm at, um, I got to be the one to talk about it. I got to be the one to say, you know, mental health is real because I'm blessed in so many ways. And, you know, I think I think people uh, sometimes forget that they're so blessed and, you know, and they just look at all the bad things that are going on in their life. And I just feel like, you know, we got to understand that we're blessed in so many ways. And we got to think about all the great things that the God, the big God, uh, big man above, you know, put in our put in our way. So as long as I can continue to come out here and, you know, bring peace, joy, happiness to everybody. That's my mindset. That's just what I want to do. And I just got to I just try to keep a smile on everybody's face because you never know what people are going through. You never know what a simple hey or how you doing is, you know, what makes one day. So. I just try to be that 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 guy that or that shoulders people need to lean on. Yeah, that that's crazy, man. Talk about a comeback story. That that's crazy. You you back in 2015, you were you were having a rough time, and now look at you making big know, time man. plays out here. <laughs> I love it, man. I just. You know, I sit back and think about it all the time, you know, especially in December because I lost my brother will be, you know, nine years tomorrow. And, you know, I just I think about it all the time. And, you know, I'm playing in the NFL, you know, on a, on a good team, you know, I got the money, you know, I'm blessing, you know, not just my hometown here in Indy. I got two beautiful kids. I got a wife. I'm blessed in so many ways, and I got to make sure that I continue to see that and understand that, you know, God blessed me in so many ways. And, you know, that's a saying that God give his uh, toughest battle to his strongest soldiers. And, you know, I, I don't shy away from anything. You know, I'm going I'm to punch you dead in the face. I'm going to take it head on. And, you know, if you tell me that I can't do something or you talk down on me, I'm going to try to prove you wrong. And that's the mindset. That's you know what? That's the mindset of the maniac right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that. That's the mindset of the maniac. Um, yes, sir. I like that. I like it. Man, I am I'm touched just talking to you right now. This is this is great. And we just started talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is it like having hard knocks in there filming the team and uh filming you? Um, you know, there are pros and cons with it. Um <laughs> you sometimes Sometimes you got to watch what you say because you're mic'd up and, you know, you really can't act the way that you, you know, you truly, you know, want to act. You know, I'm a big goofball. I love to have fun. But, you know, when the camera's out, which is this is going to be very surprising when I say this, I really don't like cameras like that. You know, I, I, I shy away from it. And, you know, it's it's just like you can't make a mistake because it's on camera. Everything is on camera. And there's no no matter where you look, no matter what you do, there's cameras everywhere. But. Then on the flip side, you know, it's the beauty of it to tell the story. You know, it's telling my story, telling all the, you know, the coast organization story. So, you know, there's pros and cons with it. Um, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm, you know, I got to embrace, embrace everything. So I look forward to coming here every day and, you know, hopefully, you know, every Wednesday night, you know, the fans loving what I do and loving what they see and love they, what they see from the coast organization. I think that's what we talk about, of, you know, being a coach, you know, I don't pay, I don't think people understand what it truly means of, you know, how to be a coach. You know, we do everything the right way. We try to win the right way, play the right way. And we have great people. You know, we, we do our community Mondays every, we're well, community Tuesday now today. Um, and we're just always trying to give back. And I think that's a great thing of, you know, people seeing us, you know, we, we work hard all through on the field, but we take that same approach in the off, off the field in the community and try to make a change there too. Yeah, that's uh, I I love watching Hard Knocks just because of the aspect that you can 
get from seeing the the organization and uh, man, you got to go to sleep. You got school the next day. You can't be staying up <laughs> all night just watching the dogs, man. <laughs> uh, my my mom lets me stay up. That's the only time she lets me stay up in the week on a school. I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, but just seeing the Colts organization, it's it's a great organization. Me being able to come out to Indy and uh, come to the field and come on the field when uh, no one was there. It was just amazing. The Colts organization hooked us up and uh, <laughs> big, big shout out to them. They were, That's they're, good. That's good, man. they're, they're truly the best. Um, how did you get so good at punching out the ball? Um, I think, I think it just came from me in college. Um, one one day, you know, my uh, my coach uh, Jonathan Sasson, he was like, "Hey man, you got long enough arms, you know, you can, you know, you can punch the ball and still make the tackle." And then you know, at first, you know, you're like, "Man, I'm gonna get ran over." And then it got to a, <laughs> it got to a point where you know I felt comfortable doing it. Uh, my rookie season, the first time I ever did it was um, against Oakland, well, the Raiders. And from since then, I was like, you know what? Every time you know I go to tackle. I need I need to make a punch out, and then that's what that's what I just try to do. And in the off season, just working on my hand eye coordination, making sure I understand um, what part of the ball I want to punch. Um, understanding you know how guys are carrying the football, when is a good punch, when is not good to punch, and stuff like that. And it just each each week I just build more and more confidence of how to do it. So then when I get in the game, it's just it's really just second nature because I really don't think about it. It's just I get to the ball, and then it's like okay, let's. Let's push the ball out, and luckily it's been working for me, and hopefully I can get about three or four more this season right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be looking for it on Saturday. I know there's going to be a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is your favorite part about being an Indianapolis Colt? Um, the family atmosphere. Um, I think that, you know, especially – I'm going I'm to speak on a linebacker room. Um, yes, we compete. Yes, you know, that's that's what we do, but – I feel like now nah, the the like we've been here for four years. The linebacker room really hasn't changed, and it really grew into a family. Like my family is chilling with their family outside of the building. We're hanging out together twenty four seven, and even if like it's competition at a spot, you know we encourage each other no matter what, and we just stick beside each other. I think that's what I love, and I love that you know our locker room is you no know, there's zero prima donnas. Everybody playing for each other and. I think that's what's really making us who we are. I mean, we started out 0-3. We started out 0-3, and everybody in the world was like, oh, the Colts are going downhill. The Colts are going downhill. But we knew exactly what we had. We, we just had to trust in each other and, you know, keep getting better. And I think that's what I love, that this family-oriented place. And, you know, everybody just having fun, loving each other, and just love playing football with each other. And we got everybody here just risking everything for that next guy to make the play. Yeah. Um, I, I got to witness the family atmosphere a little bit when I came to Indy and, uh, it, it just feels different. Um, and I love the atmosphere and, uh, even the fans, the fans are, are like a big family. They're not rowdy. They're just, they're, they're, well, they probably could get rowdy, but <laughs> <laughs> a select few of them. Um, but the the family atmosphere just in the organization and just Indianapolis as a whole is just great. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing. The only thing I dislike about Indianapolis 
is their roads. Their roads are terrible. I done messed up probably three or four rims. <laughs> My tires busted. I just wish we fixed the roads. But anything else, I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the the roads in in Philly are not great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there must be some in the city because back in the country in South Carolina, South Carolina. You know, our roads, we, we, they're decent. They're way better than uh, here in Indy. So, must be a city thing. Yeah. In, uh, in Philly, you you always hit potholes. It's pothole <laughs> after pothole. It's crazy. Um, What is your favorite part uh, of Indianapolis? The favorite, my favorite part of Indianapolis is probably Eagle Creek. Um, you know, I, I love country. And Eagle, Eagle Creek has a, has a beautiful park there. Uh, it reminds me of back home, being in the woods. Um, and kind of everything's kind of spaced out. It's quiet. Um, I, I just love having space. I love having uh, peace and quiet at the house. So, uh, because usually when you're in the city, all you hear is cars, horns, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm from the country. I love peace and quiet. So, um, Eagle Creek is by far one of my favorite spots to be at. Uh, just knowing that, you know, it's it's a peace and quiet there. Um, this country, you can fish, you can hunt, you can do everything you like to do. And, you know, it's it's a safer environment for my family. Yeah, that's uh that that's great. Um what what would you be doing right now if you weren't in the NFL? I'm coaching. Uh, I went to <laughs> I went to um I went to school for physical activity management. Um my dream is to coach youth. Um, I don't want to coach past high school. I want to be able to, you know, touch kids. Um, let me rephrase that. I want to be able to mentor <laughs> <into> kids <laughs> at an early age and try to, you know, shape them to be great human beings in this world. Um, you know, just trying to be a positive role model there. So my dream, especially like when I'm done, I'm not going to be no broadcaster. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm going to be back at home. I'm going to be coaching and being able to just mentor the kids. Um, you know, I want to go back to school, get my master's in parts and recreation administration so I can open up a park so I can be around the kids 24-7. Uh, so that that's my dream. Um, so even in the offseason, you probably don't know this, but in the offseason, you know, I coach baseball or whatever sport it is. And, you know, I'm just around the kids 24-7, man. That's just what what I love to do. That's great, man. Uh, you're, you're the maniac on the field, and you'll be punching at the balls. But uh, but you got a soft spot for the kids. I do, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think it, I think that came from, um, you know, my mom had nine kids, and I think as of right now, I have twenty four nieces and nephews. So at the age of six, I had my first. Well, my first nephew came in this world. So ever since I was six years old, you know, I was being around kids, you know, babysitting kids and stuff like that, and it kind of. It kind of grew on me, it, you know. It's just different when, it's different when you know you you notice this kid and he's there looking up to you, and you can really teach them the right way of things. Because I don't I don't see so much in my life. I don't been through so much. So if I can tell them all of my mistakes and shape them to be great people and treat people with respect and how you want to be treated, man, this world would definitely be a better place, man. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, do you have a best friend on the team? Uh yes, I have a I have a I have a couple. Um all the linebackers. Then if you look outside the linebacker room, um, you know, definitely gotta go with, you know, Kenny, Kari, Buck, Grove, T Y. Um, you know, just guys that really I hang out with, you know, that actually, you know, care about me not just as a player, 
but as a as a human being, as a father, as a husband, stuff like that. So you gotta understand, you gotta understand that everybody you hang around with, they don't. A lot of well, some of them don't want you to be the best version of yourself. And there's some people that's gonna say, okay, I'm gonna stand behind this guy. I'm gonna be with him no matter what. Uh, through the thick, through the thin. Uh, so yeah, just making sure that you you pick that stuff out. You know, you pick the guys out, and you know, you shape them. And that's what made this job fun. When you have like true brothers and true friends that you know you're playing this game with, and you know, I'm enjoying every second of it. Yeah, I uh, I know you said you're friends with Kenny. Kenny is the best. Kenny is um, the best. You you and Kenny are like my favorite players on the Colts besides Carson, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just because of not only the big time plays that you make on the field, but the big time stuff that you do off the field for the community. Um, It honestly makes a difference. Yes. Yeah. And it's just great to see you guys do that. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's fun to do. I promise you. I enjoyed every second of it. Um, You know, I just, it touches me when, you know, you do things and, you know, it's not in my eyes, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, professional athletes, whoever, I feel like they do it, you know, for, you know, the attention or they just cut the check to say they did something. Uh, me, I'm, I'm hands on with everything. And there's, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing like seeing, you know, the smiles on these kids or family faces. I'm telling you, it, it just, it just touches you. And that's, that's why you do it. Like these, these kids, these kids, man, they don't like, I knew that you don't see too many professional athletes go to your school or give back to their community. So when you do, when I'm out there, man, they's are there. They're so surprised to see me. Uh, they're happy to see me. They want to ask a lot of questions and they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives. And that's, that's the, that's what I love to see. And I love like just seeing these kids just smile ear like like you smile ear to ear you know that's that's the ultimate goal is like make them as happy as, as they possibly possibly can be yeah yeah and uh that's the ultimate goal is to just have everyone happy in the community and uh you're you're making everyone happy um the Colts organization is making everyone happy um and you guys just rock um but uh thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today no problem, man. Thank you for having me, man. It was a joy, man. You're a great interviewer. I definitely enjoyed this whole this whole thing. You did a great job, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good one. Yep, you too. Right, bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.